Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Let's talk some airplane stuff. I was watching, actually, a new documentary on uh, D.B. Cooper, if you remember that name. He was, a, to this day, he's a, he's, a, he's a folk hero in the U.S. He was the guy who was on a flight from Portland to Seattle in 1971, Thanksgiving of 71. And he um, hijacked this plane. Well, it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, just, yeah. just got launched in $200,000 in his pocket, and he parachuted out of the plane. He has not been seen of or heard of uh, since, and it's been uh, made up in movies and uh, television shows, and they continue to try to investigate what the hell happened to Dan Cooper. And I'm not sure why he ended up being called D.B. Cooper. I know the D for Dan, maybe his yeah. middle initial, but... Of course, D.B. Cooper sounds a lot cooler yeah. than Dan Cooper. They didn't explain that in the documentary? I haven't gotten that far. Oh. Yeah. No, Maria came home. We couldn't be watching that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he was on his ticket or something like that. Yeah. But let's talk about airplanes. Airplane etiquette. What are some things that are okay behavior on a plane and uh, not okay? Okay. Is it okay to bring your own food on a flight? Almost all said yes. Even if it's smelly. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, not the ripe stuff. Can you even get food into that area, or do you have to buy it there? Probably have to buy it on that side. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people bring, like, subs and McDonald's and stuff onto a flight. Yeah. Um, is it okay to take your shoes off, socks off? Almost all said no. No, 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 no. So we'll de- deal with smelly food, just not smelly feet, I right. guess. Is it socially sociably acceptable to wear pajamas on a plane? Half said yes. Look, I don't think it's socially, just me, I don't think it's acceptable to wear pajamas anywhere, any time of the day, <laughs> except to bed. We, we have gotten so lazy in terms of our comfort clothing. And oh, I am guilty. We're pathetic. But it, but it is, like, unbelievable how, you know, workout wear is everyday wear and pajama wear, like mm. sleep wear is everyday wear. I have what I call house pants and house clothes. And I, uh, yes, of course, they're pajama-like or track pants or shorts. But if I'm leaving the house to go to the grocery store or something, I will change into street clothes. I will not roam into the beer store in pajamas and Uggs. <laughs> you know what's funny, too, is you remember Seinfeld in the uh, Sue Ellen Mischke episode, the the Hershey bar heiress? Yes. Where she wore, a, like, a bra as a top right. down the street. Yeah. And it was, like, in the late 90s, that was, like, unheard of and a hilarious yeah. episode yeah. that would have gone viral now had they done it, except for the fact that now that's, like, a regular top. Mm-hmm. Right? It's and a thing. Like, and you'll see, like, skin-colored clothing on people all the time. Like, it causes accidents. Yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're just, we are sad. On long flights, is it okay to recline your seat? Most people said yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I always kind of do a look back to see if the person behind me is some kind of gargantuan that, right. you know, it's going to interfere with them. I would feel bad if that were the case, or, but... You know, if it's a long flight, for sure, you gotta you gotta recline. If you're next to someone and there's an empty seat in your row, should you move over? More than half said yes. Yes, of course, give that space. Who gets the two middle armrests? A quarter of people say the middle seat should get both. Okay, yeah, because yeah, the others can lean, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it okay to ask someone to swap seats with you? Most said yes, but it doesn't mean you have to. Right. Is it okay to strike up a conversation with the stranger sitting next to you? Most said yes. The swap seats things is funny though because it's it a lot of the times it's because people book 
seats apart, mm. so hoping that that middle seat doesn't get booked. Right. And then they have to ask to swap. Right. <laughs> if not, you're sitting with a random stranger in between the two of you. Uh, so, yeah, you can talk to a, uh, a stranger. You can strike up a conversation. Yeah. But um, don't expect them to talk to you the entire flight. And if they start reading or putting on headphones, it's time for you to shut the hell up. And speaking of flights, what do those chime sounds on a, a plane mean? One chime is a passenger asking for assistance. Uh-huh. The high-low chime is one flight attendant trying to call another or a pilot calling for a flight attendant. Right. Three High, low chimes, that's an emergency. Uh-oh, okay. You don't want that. No. Did you have a few drinks over the weekend, Lucky? Uh, yes, I did. All right. Well, I've got some good news and bad news for okay. you. Okay. Um, drinking some alcohol is probably safe and won't hurt you, but the amount you can safely drink is comically low. <laughs> for women under 40, it's safe to drink up to two tablespoons of wine a day. Wow. Or if you're not a fan of wine, 3.3 ounces of beer. Holy cow. A quarter of a can. Yeah. For men under 40, even less. About one tablespoon of wine or a shot glass of beer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you can have it in shot glasses. Yes, and I have. (laughs) Shoot them back. The study found no amount of alcohol is good for younger people, and anything more than what we just listed is bad for you. Now, that's for under 40. Okay, so over 40 goes up. Go nuts. Not by much. Uh-oh. I was hoping. There might be some minor benefits for people over 40, like lowering your risk of heart disease, but that's only if you don't have any underlying health conditions. If you're a healthy person who's over 40, you can safely drink half a glass of wine a day or half a beer. Holy cow. I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in some sort of trouble. You're already done for the day. I've had mine. <laughs> uh, is it wrong to go through one of those big one liter jugs every 48 hours? Is that a problem? <laughs> might might be a sign. Yeah, it might be. 543. How was your weekend overall? It's pretty good. We went yeah. to the cottage. Nice. And a couple of those uh, bourbon sours. Those are good. We ended up having a love. Uh, Give it just a thimble of it, though. Oh, uh, yeah. A thimble. The ice cube took up most of the thimble. <laughs> yeah, they are tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although last night, I had a weird dream. And it, and it woke me up. And, and like you, when you're in this business, the second something weird happens to you, the first thought is, oh, I got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. But it, it came out of left field, and that's what, it, like, I woke up last night, probably two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and just, like, w- one of those, wow, what the hell was that? Like a real scary dream. Well, it, it kind of, yeah. It, you know, the best I can equate it would be, like, being stuck in, uh, like, a real-life running man, manhunt kind of game at Link. Darlene Snell's house from Ozark. You were on the set of Ozark. Kind of. Maybe it's because of the filming out Maybe, here. Yeah, Handmaid's Tale's going nuts. Yeah, they got uh, a lot of trucks it, it, out it here. It might be a bigger scene than we thought. Yeah, they're, and if they're outside today, they're in trouble. Right. The handmaids are going to have to wear raincoats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, those red cloaks better yeah. better be waterproof. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it was just, it, it was like being hunted oh. and then caught and, 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 uh, and like, like threatened. It, it was, it was nuts. Huh. And I have no idea. Like, if I had watched Ozark 
like the night before or mm. watched a movie, something similar. But there was nothing other than the fact that we've been going through like Netflix trailers with the boys of stuff they could watch. Mm. And maybe something came up there that subliminally, subliminally hit. But I have no idea. The brain works very odd, and who knows where dreams come from. But I will suggest it's not necessarily something you watched. It's it's the fact that you're in your 40s, been married with kids for a while. You're constantly running. <laughs> and you can't get away. <laughs> I think it's I think dreams stem more out of our life situation than they do out of something and we watch. And isn't it true that the, the dreams, like, although it seems like you've been running in it for like an hour, yeah. they're they're like 30 seconds. And only in your REM sleep. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's time. Or coming out of REM. I thought it so, was oh, like I think, right I, before you wake, woke up. Oh, it might be. I always thought it was, who knows? I thought it was when you're like in your deepest sleep is when you dream. Mm. But I do find as I've aged, I don't dream nearly as much or I don't remember it. <laughs> well, because well, all your dreams out. have been crushed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got nothing to dream about anymore. <laughs> Boy, it's a day like today that I wish we had a, an intern because they're... Uh, <laughs> they're filming Handmaid's Tale out there in the rain, and it's just pouring, and there's a ton of people, and I'd like to send an intern out and try to steal equipment, see if he can get away with it. <laughs> or at least, camera. at least go to craft services and get us breakfast. Yeah. Can I have six bowls of the mac and cheese, right. please? Yeah, it's just pouring down teeming, as they say. And uh, this is, I feel bad for these guys because, you know, you think, hey, I'm going to work in the movie industry. Uh-huh. Very sexy. They're in Oshawa in the pouring rain on a Monday morning. No Elizabeth Moss to be seen anywhere. <laughs> she'll run in and say, where's my umbrella? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll complain about the rain. Right. She won't see one drop of it. <laughs> she'll be the one demanding it's turned off. There's a great old documentary on Elton John and his life and in the height of kind of his stardom. Tierras and Tantrums, I think it was called. Right. And there's one moment where he literally starts complaining to somebody that it's too windy and could somebody <laughs> do something about it. <laughs> That's celebrities. Uh-huh. Now, speaking of celebrities, uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got married in they Vegas. They did. Benifer is hitched. Yeah. Um, Jennifer says, we did it. Love is beautiful. Love is kind. And it turns out love is patient. 20 years patient. Of course, that's how long ago they broke up. Uh, she says they waited in line for their marriage license with four other couples, including two guys, and they barely made it to the chapel in time before it closed. She said, stick around long enough and maybe you'll find the best moments of your life in a drive-thru in Las Vegas at 1230 in the morning in the Tunnel of Love drive-thru. Wow. Really? Yeah. And then last night she posted a photo which has a very much I just had sex look to it. Okay. Well, you're newlyweds. Yeah. <laughs> That'll end. <laughs> Just a lot of resentment photos later. They're going to realize soon why those 20 years went in between, why they broke up the first time. This story is both nice and sad. Um, John McClain returned to Nakatomi Plaza 34 years after the original Die Hard. Bruce Willis went to the top of Nakatomi, which is actually the Fox Plaza building, with his wife, Emma. She posted a video that includes some clips from Die Hard, and, and maybe because of his illness, he's, you know, trying to keep the memory going. I was going to say, okay. yeah, he's having a real tough time, right? Yeah, that's very sad. From where he was and who he was, mm. age is a biatch. Craig Robinson from The Office in a scary situation. He was supposed to perform at a comedy club, and just before he took the stage, someone showed up with a gun demanding everybody leave. Oh. Everyone, including Craig. 
They were all moved to a nearby outdoor venue. The guy later fired his gun outside the club. No one was injured. He was arrested. Wow. In an Instagram video, Craig says, I'm safe, I'm cool, it was wild. I was in the green room, and they're like, everybody get out. It was a moment for sure. He's so funny. I mean, he had uh, you know, a bit role as kind of like the warehouse manager. Mm. In the office. And then he was also on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Too. Great in that. Again, and he was part. really good yeah. as you have a bit part criminal. Doug Judy. Yeah. Who would show up every now and then. He's a very funny man. <laughs> He's so good. I think he was in those uh, hot tub time machine movies, I believe, as oh. well. I think he was. This is funny. Uh, Google Maps is sending Beatles fans to the wrong Abbey Road intersection. <laughs> <laughs> And they're old, so now they got to walk blocks. <laughs> That's right. Uh, for some reason, the app has been sending people to a different Abbey Road intersection about a half a mile away from the famous one. Apparently, the safest way to get to the right intersection using Google Maps is to type in the Beatles crosswalk. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. Forget it. We're just taking the picture here. <laughs> Nobody will know the difference. I'm on Abbey Road. It's I'm enough. walking across it. Who cares? It's enough. Uh, the guy who made Rock of Ages, you remember that horrible musical rock movie? Yeah, right. Uh, he's moving into a new genre, yacht rock, and he's doing a movie called Sailing, and Woody Harrelson is in talks to be in it. It'll follow the ups and downs of a group of musicians in the late 70s as they discover the sound and lifestyle of yacht rock. Okay. It'll be a musical comedy. The uh, exec of the film says it'll have a phenomenal soundtrack. I'm sure someone went to Woody and just said, hey, you want to hang out on a yacht for yeah. <laughs> six months? Yeah. Okay. Smoke a lot of dope and, and get a check. It. Yeah. And this is really cool. Well, uh, cool. Is cool the word? Maybe not. I'm not sure. It just shows uh, maybe Eddie Vedder and when he has a policy, when he takes a stance on something, he will not bend or change it. Take a listen to this. A woman smacked a guy because the guy was filming the entire show and it was oh. annoying her. So she smacked him in the back of the head. Eddie Vedder saw it and he booted her out. Wow. Yeah, he's not playing. I love that he just says chorus and boom, the band goes right back into it too. If you want to beat the heat, consider this. Ditch the underwear. Whoa. Yeah, a little study done a big write-up on why going commando on a hot day is a good call. Really? Claim it can make a big difference. The uh, main reason is obvious. Removing an extra layer of clothing any anywhere on your body allows for better ventilation and helps you stay cool. For women, it can help avoid infections. For that reason, one health expert said women should go commando whenever possible. Wow. And I say yes to that. That helps avoid infections? Yes. Because okay. you get the air. You get the air breathing around. Uh, down there. All right, I you guess. Get, you get a little uh, wind up your skirt. <laughs> Ditching your underwear can also make guys more fertile, especially on hot days. All right. So they only say if you're going to go commando, be extra careful about injuries related to zippering up. Ooh. I think, <laughs> if I remember correctly, 
I think like in <laughs> Franks and Beans in school. <laughs> I think in a bathroom in like elementary school. I might have caught a clip of skin. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I was so young and it was so tiny. Maybe that's why it never grew. <laughs> it's shell shocked. It's frightened. It's frightened. <laughs> that scene from Something About Mary. Oh, one of the all time best. So good. One of the all time best. We have a bleeder. <laughs> yeah, it really is great. Uh, skinny people are more likely to be couch potatoes. Huh. Wow. When someone's really skinny, skinny, you assume they might not eat much or they just exercise a lot, but maybe not. A new study found skinny people are actually more likely to be couch potatoes. Researchers looked at diets and exercise routines of people who had a body mass index under 18.5. The average in the study was 17. That's thin enough to be considered slightly underweight. And only 2% of us fall into that category. Because they have no energy to get off the couch. <laughs> They're, They're weak. They're yeah. weak. <laughs> weak from not eating. <laughs> they found that most people in that group do eat a little less than the average person, but they actually get less exercise. So what's their secret to staying so thin? Probably a higher metabolism than the rest of us. It's all in your genes. You know, I, I was always a very skinny guy. My mom was very skinny. My dad was skinny growing up, too, until he got the Molson muscle. But he, uh, uh, all of us, uh, I mean, I was like a 26-inch waist when we got married. Wow. I was, about 100, I was 125 pounds. In our wedding photos, I looked like I just got out of emergency, a surgery. Looks like I've been. I looked like I had been in uh, the ER uh, on a ventilator for months. Did you have COVID when you got married? You imagine trying putting those on now, like a twenty-six inch. Oh Jesus! They wouldn't get over my leg. But it was it was weird for me because when I finally started packing on weight as I got older, uh, you know, it looked better. I filled out. But then I got too heavy. Right. You had to go back yes. the other way. That's a fine line. Yeah. It, it really is. You know, that, 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 but you know, and even when doctors tell you like what your, uh, goal weight should be. Ideal it, body weight. It always seems way low. Right. Yeah. Like, like I'm about 183, 185 now. My doctor says I should be like around a buck 75. Right. Like I just think if I lost 10 more pounds, <laughs> I mean, I was 210 at one point. So really? Yeah. Yeah. This is when we were living in Windsor. Yeah. Yeah, I was just drinking so much beer. Holy and cow. We, we went away uh, one weekend, and I had fallen asleep on the bed, probably passed out. And, of course, my shirt rode up over my gut. <laughs> Maria took a photo of me just to show the boiler. The boiler was huge. It, it looked like I had swallowed the pillow. <laughs> I went, okay, that's, this has to stop. <laughs> Might need to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, because I'm 5'9", and they say kind of 5'9", you should be in, uh, you know, the 170 range. Yeah. But I've heard even other guys who are taller than me say, oh, yeah, their doctor tells me I, I should be about a buck 80. Mm -hmm. buck like some dude's six, be six feet and be yeah. a buck 80. You'll, you'll look like something wrong. Be a rake. <laughs> yeah. You'll be able to fit into my 26-inch jeans. I today look at life in a much different way, Lucky. Okay. I'm happy to be upright. I'm thankful for the things I have, even as we look outside in this pouring, miserable rain. Right. I'm happy it's happening. Happy to just be. I got a whole new outlook on life. Why? I uh, almost died on Sunday. Really? I almost shed this mortal coil. Your pally almost took his steps to the other side. Drowned in the pool? No, almost died on a golf course. <laughs> 
I was uh, at Stonehenge. Love to play Stonehenge, actually. I've made, uh, in, in regards to Bruce's rewards and the, the golf courses that are all under that umbrella, Lake Ridge and Whispering Ridge and Stonehenge, all of them, Pickering and Riverside, all, I love to play them all. But uh, the sixth hole at Stonehenge, as you stand at the back of the green on the, the hill yeah. and look out over across the green in the fairway, yeah, very pretty, Gr- great, when the sun's out, beautiful. And we played Friday night up at Whispering Ridge and uh, hole 12. Okay. As you see the whole kind of the uh, layout of the farmland and you, you can see on a clear day. You Looking can see back the, down at the water, yeah. You see the skyline of the city. Yeah. One of the most prettiest holes uh, I think I've ever played. I love those uh, courses. Anyhow, I almost lost my life at Stonehenge. <laughs> Because <laughs> we were, what the big rocks fall down on you? No, it had nothing right. to do with the cart or me drinking and driving. None of that. We were uh, we were playing six, and I was struggling, and so I ended up um, walking away from the cart, which might have been a bit of a mistake. Because you always want to, as you're making your way, you want to keep the cart moving ahead and get it off to the side of the uh, green as you chip on and pot and do whatever you need to do. But I had, uh, Maria was in the cart, and I had had yet another horrible shot coming down six, and I was a tad aggravated. Okay. And so I grabbed my pitching wedge, and I grabbed my putter. Oh, I forgot my putter. That was the problem. I grabbed my pitching wedge, and I go stomping down the end. You know, you're going to walk it off. I, yeah, I got to. Mutter to yourself. That's right. Sit in my own sin. Feel oh. my own guilt. Gotcha. Okay, been there. So I get to the ball, a couple of practice swings, chip onto the green. I'm happy with that. And I go, oh, damn, I forgot my putter. So I turn around, and I start walking back to the cart where Maria is doing whatever she was doing. And as I'm walking back to the cart, I hear, four. So I turn around, because the, the sound came from behind me. I turn around, and lucky, this ball is literally screaming right at me. Wow. And it drops. So I, I turn around again, and I start literally running and hopping like a bunny. <laughs> and it's literally chasing me. It, it lands probably... 20 feet behind me, maybe less, and it then just bounces, bounces, and rolls. Okay, so, all right, hang on a second. Yeah. The sixth hole, I believe, goes south. Yeah. Um, so, is this ball coming from the sixth tee box? Because there's a hill there. Mm. Sometimes, you know, if you crank one, you can hit it down the hill, and right. there's people at the bottom of the hill. You don't know it, they're it there. It could be an issue, but no. you wouldn't see them, so you wouldn't be yelling four. No, this this ball was coming from another golf course. So, it's coming from... <laughs> It's coming from uh, it's hole seven. Right. Okay. So the tee box so it's screaming off the tee. Yeah. So the guy uh, had it hit his driver and he uh, he shanked it or whatever he did way left. All right. And uh, so there's fescue in between and it didn't land in the fescue. It came right at me like literally had I. So had you I weren't beside the green. You weren't up in the area between the two holes. Yeah. No, I was a little bit. Uh, there's a bunker, I believe, just in front of the green on the left there, yeah. and I was just in front of the bunker. Okay, in the rough. So you're just in front of your own hole. Yeah, yes. the own green. I almost ended up in the hole right. in the ground. And and I've never like I've I've had golf balls whiz over my head. I've had them come through my cart. I've, you know, they've rolled up beside me. Yeah. But never have I turned around and seen one coming right for my head. Wow. Screaming, Lucky. Screaming. And uh, and so uh, had had he not yelled four, it would have either hit me in the back of the head or in, in the back. Right. And funny enough, as I turned around, I thought, could you imagine this? As I turned around, if it just 
plonk me in the face. Well, I, I will say, you know, normally when somebody yells four, mm. just duck. I know. You know. Turning around to look at it. That's like when someone says, heads up. What? You're not actually supposed to put your head up at that point. <laughs> like like Trump looking at the sun. Yeah, it's supposed to be more of a head down situation. Yeah. Uh, duck uh, and cover. I should have. Although I guess if you just ducked and cover, it just would have hit you. You wouldn't have known. I would have been, I, I, I would have been dead. Dead, I'm telling you. Dead. Right. So anyhow, um, we start making, and it's always a weird and uncomfortable thing. Anytime anybody hits a golf ball close to you, now you're going to at some point end up near them. Well, it's always embarrassing when you hit your ball towards someone, right. like when you have to yell four. Right. Right. Yeah. And particularly when they're not on your hole, like you've, you've done something wrong and, and pulled it way out. I knew there was going to be a problem right from the uh, the beginning. Hole one, these guys were ahead of us, and there was, it was a foursome. And this one dude, I don't know, maybe he's got some issues with his body and he needs to really stretch or, or do a lot of working out before he swings his club. But this guy is on the ground, and he's doing big hip turns, and he's oh. rubbing his elbow into his uh, muscles on his leg, and he's... He's as as he walks. He's doing his practice swing with his arm, and he he's really into it. But he's hitting it like a buck ten when he drives. It. It's a lot of effort. One of these guys who gets up and practice swings nine times. Gotcha. So anyhow, as we're now as as I'm like, holy cow! And we're all, I'm being laughed at by Maria and everybody else because the way I was bunny hopping away from the ball. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as we make our way up to seven, now they had yelled four, and that's the least you you can do. But whenever I've hit a, a ball into somebody else's, even fairway yeah. and not close to them, when I see them, like, hey, dude, sorry about slowing you up or holding you up or sorry. Sorry is the word. So I go. So the guy kind of starts walking down uh, seven as we're kind of coming around. And uh, and I turn to Maria and I go, not even a sorry. So he went to his ball. He would have had to pass right by him into his ball. Me. And he never even acknowledged? No, no. So I said it loud wow. enough for him to hear me. And then Mr. Workout Guy is like, hey. He said four, cool down, dude. Wow. And I go, listen, I heard the four, but a sorry is the least you should do. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. Right. And buy me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> or two. Oh, okay, two buy, now. Buy a round for my force. Right. So that Marshall just happened to be sitting there, saw it all happen, and I said, I'm suing. Did, he say, Did he say anything about it? No, he just laughed when I said I was suing. Right. Uh, so yeah, have you ever had a, a golf ball come right at you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, if someone doesn't yell for, like, give you a heads up, that's, that's infuriating. But yeah, it, it, you know, listen, I've, 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 I hit a house last week, right? <laughs> Bad shots happen. Sure. But you apologize for mm-hmm. them, especially if, you know, if, if someone has come into your area, mm. you know, and shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. then you yell for it and it's, it's on them. It's their mistake. Mm-hmm. If you hit it, off of your own fairway, mm. and you're in the wrong by hitting it way out there. Obviously, we're not pros. You can't control where it goes all the time. But it's an embarrassing situation. Sure. It deserves, you know, you don't have to go over and shake their hand and ask if they're okay, <laughs> if they need trauma or anything like that. It's just, Write a letter. You know, a, a simple little, hey, sorry about that. Yeah. You know, Usually does. You know, close call, so really apologize. Sorry about that, guys. He finally did. As we got to nine, he oh. apologized. And I and I said, all, all good. He had some time to think about yeah, it. I well, because so. that's usually the response. Like it sh- yeah. shouldn't end up in a fight. But boy, people are so crazy these days. Have you have you seen anybody like hit and hurt badly? Uh 
Well, no, I don't think in person. No. no. Well, you see that some of those even look on the on the pro. Too. Yeah. And and there's a great example, right? Mm-hmm. You see, like the pros hit somebody and they're signing golf balls and gloves, sure. and giving them gifts to yeah. apologize, and they can control where their ball goes. Ozzy Osbourne tells a great story of being at his first NHL hockey game and a woman taking a puck in the mouth. Right. And the way he describes it, about how she's spitting out chiclets, blood everywhere. Oh, I hit a guy once. Did you really? Right. Well, it wasn't on the golf course, though. We were practicing. We were at, at, at their trailer. And I was just, we were just kids. Right. But we were practicing, and, and we were hitting balls out. And we were off the top of a hill. And my buddy's little brother was down the hill. <laughs> and uh, and I I think I just, like, sculled one. Like, just scraped it along the bottom. And it was just flying about four feet off the ground. And didn't he just put his head up? Oh, no. Like, right at that moment. Right off the, 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 the goose egg wow. on his head was huge. <laughs> All right. And I so- didn't say sorry. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.